0: hello and welcome to the get transformed podcast of transformation christian fellowship we are so excited that you are tuning in and hope that you would be empowered and transformed by the word of god
1: 13 verse 9 really briefly welcome to vision month it's so good to have you in the house this morning grace and peace be multiplied unto you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ I'm excited to get into what God has for us so we're in vision Month. vision month is a time ladies and gentlemen where we every January we've been doing this since the beginning of our church it is a time where we give the word of the Lord for this come for this year and cast vision on what God would have us to do. It is a time, ladies and gentlemen, where we uh, seek direction to God or what he's calling us to do in this very moment in time. And where we renew our commitment to follow his will for this coming year. Last week, I gave you the word of the Lord for 2023. It is the year of distinction. And if you do me a favor, put the, the definition of distinction on the screen for us today so that we know what we're talking about here praise God. The act of perceiving someone or something as being not the same and often treating as separate or different. The distinguishing of the difference. And so go to 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 13 through 16 and the Lord was telling me that this is a year, will be a year of distinction. We prophesied over you that where God will distinguish and mark you out, his remnant so that his glory will be evident in your life.
0: Yeah.
1: And so we are declaring this over the people of God. It is the year of distinction. It is the year where we return to the fear of the Lord, where we walk in his, where we walk, that's what we're supposed to be. And we are called to just be. Here we go. And I want to expound upon this. Therefore, gird, your, gird, up, your, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Let's go to verse 14 as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance. Verse 15. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. I want everyone, let's go to verse 16. I want everybody to read this with me. Verse 16, let me hear your voice because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And so this year, I want you to take try out of your vocabulary. You're not trying to be holy. Are you hearing what I say? Say, I am holy. For he is holy. And if I'm his child, then that makes me what he is. The Lord told me this to share with you. I don't have to try. I just have to be. I just have to be. In the year of distinction, you just got to be your difference. I'm not trying to be like somebody I'm not. I'm trying to be like who I was created to be. For in the image of Jesus Christ, that's who I'm trying to be. That's what I've been made in. Now, what am I telling you? What 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 am I telling you by this? Now, you have to still work out your salvation, but I'm not working out my salvation because I'm trying to be saved. No, I'm working out my salvation in fear and trump, trembling, so I can be. Yes. Oh, yeah. Not that I'm trying, but so I can be, because God has already called me who I am. I'm just working out my salvation, so what He already said will look like what He what I'm supposed to be here in the earth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Again, I don't have to try. My son does not have to try to be uh, his de- to try to be my son. He's my son. You have to understand you're not trying to be your 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 daddy's child. You are your daddy's child. You are your mother's child. And in the he, in the spiritual sense, we are our heavenly father's child. Those of who've been called out by Christ, who's who, who has received him by believing on his son. You are your father's child. Yes. I don't have to try it. I am it. Say I am it. I'm trying to get this through in your system because if I if I can get this in your system, then all that checklist about that that checklist that works theology, all of that stuff would be in it would be checked out because you understand. Listen, I'm not trying to work for my salvation. I'm saved because I believed, yeah, believe. and because I believed, I am because of what He said I am. Yeah. Now I just have to walk in what has been prepared for me already. I have to walk in what's been prepared for me already. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand this year. This year is the year to live in your difference. Hallelujah. You are different not because you, because of how creative you are and everybody's different in the room. No, you're different because God said you're different. That's a difference. He called us holy, so therefore, and he called us to be a people set apart for him. God is the one that distinguishes you. The world don't distinguishes you because guess what? All the world is byproducts of the same sin, ignorance, and lust that ends in the destruction.
0: Yeah.
1: But what is it that God is calling His people to do? I'm calling you to be the light. I'm calling you to be salt of the earth. I'm calling you to be holy. I'm calling yeah. you. What is holiness, ladies and gentlemen? You've been taught that holiness is what you wear. Holiness is because of, you can't be holy. You got tattoos. You can't do. No, 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 no. Holiness, ladies and gentlemen, is simply being set apart for God, yeah. and the way you become set apart is by you believing in His Son, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And as you believe in Him, then you start. You then the transforming power of the Holy Spirit begins to conform you into His image instead of the image of the world. That's it. That's it. That's it. It is the it is the it is the work of the Holy Spirit that conforms us into Christ. Yes, sir. not because of you yes. it is nothing you can do if it was then jesus wouldn't have came That's right. if you could save yourself then there's no purpose for jesus Come on. Come on. and i ask you the question how far has that gotten you well, trying to save yourself trying to play your own god complex how far has that gotten you yeah. have you gotten any better have you felt for any better relationships have you gotten into, have you, has your inner man gotten to gotten better because of all of this new age spirituality that you talking about the God and myself and your angel number? Has it gotten good for you? I want to know. Come on, You tell me. Tell us. Tell us. Or do you still have that empty void inside? Let's have a conversation.
0: Yeah.
1: So ladies and gentlemen, that's where we are going. But God wants me to talk specifically to our church today, TCF. Our church, ladies and gentlemen, God is calling us. We're in a time of growth. We're in a time of our church is in a time of growth. We and God wanted us to rem, wanted me to remind us. Those of you who are new here. Those of you who have been here of how our culture is distinguished. Yeah. If you put up in front of everyone our vision, our vision statement, I want to read this for you, and you're gonna and you're gonna see what the Lord is saying to us specifically. There's four things about this distinction I want to give to you, and we're gonna get out of here. What's up everyone? This is Pastor Don from Transformation Christian Fellowship and I want to invite you to start off the new year with us for Vision Month. Vision Month is a time where we come together as a church to seek God for direction, for focus, and for vision as we move into and through a new year. So join us for the month of January, either in person or on YouTube, Sundays at 11 o'clock a.m. I believe that starting your year off in this direction will set you up for a successful and prosperous 2023. And remember, transformation starts here. Our vision statement, ladies and gentlemen, is to connect lives to the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. That's what we exist. That's why we're a church. Being the church, ladies and gentlemen, and the way we are going to connect lives to Jesus is simply by being the church. What does that mean? Say, I'm the church. I am the, church. I am the church. I am the church. I am the church. The church is not this here building. You are a, port of, a part of a large organism. Yeah. A large organism. Large. Okay. TCF is not the only church. Amen. <laughs> you know, we're part of a large organism. Guess what? There's millions of people who are going to heaven with you, Amen. who don't look like you, who are all That's different. Right. That's right. Are you hearing what I say? And so our goal, ladies and gentlemen, is to connect lives to the transforming power of Jesus Christ. That's the only way people are going to come into salvation. It's by the people of God being the church. Now, what does that mean to be the church? Mm-hmm. It's not that deep. Say it's not that deep. It ain't, it ain't that complicated. That All it means, ladies and gentlemen, is simply being followers of Jesus. Imitating and pattering our life after his example and witness that will point people to the Father. That's what it is. So all I'm doing when I'm in my sphere of influence by the way I live, by the way I conduct myself, by the way of not being afraid to shine away to talk about my Jesus, yeah. not saying that you gotta be 24-7 and telling them, ah, you're a sinner. Come on in the room. No, that's not that's not it. That's not you know some people like that. Well that's not it. No, 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 no. It's in the way that you conduct yourself. If you are walking in a way of holiness, meaning that you're walking and following the pattern and the example of Jesus Christ, even when you fall, you're still understanding repentance, knowing that a part of my walk is that, listen, I'm human, and then there's still things about me that's being transformed, meaning that I'm still being conformed into this image. But it is a way that people can observe your life and see that, hey, I don't know what it is, but there's a glow about you. There's a light about you. There's a difference in how when people come in contact with you, your personality, and how that transforms people and what it does in the hearts of people. And so it isn't simply of of us being the church, following after his pattern and and imitating him. You cannot honestly, it is not about indoctrinating you in church culture. No, 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 no. Everyone can look like you are a part of the church by, if you say good old the colloquialisms, like I'll give you one, um, uh, uh, I'll give you one. Uh, somebody asks you, oh, how's your doing? Oh, I'm blessing and highly favored. I'm just filled with the Lord Jesus. Nothing wrong with me today. How about you? I can talk like church all day long. Yeah. It's not being indoctrinated in the church. Church don't save you. Jesus does. Yeah. But the church is the means that can bring you to Jesus. Yeah. Are you hearing what I say? And so, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's, it's indoctrinating you in the kingdom culture, understanding that the way we carry ourselves should be like ones of the, uh, of the kingdom of God. Yeah. That means the fruit of the Spirit, joy, peace, ha- uh, joy, peace long-suffering, uh, uh, love, all of those things should be exuding in your life. Yeah. Those things should be evident in your life. That guess what? That you were patient, you're kind, all of that stuff. That should be exuding in your life. And the Holy Spirit enables you to do so. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why God saved us is to be change agents in the world. That's why God is calling us to be distinct. He's calling us to be distinguished so that people will understand that they can perceive that you are not, you're not cut from the same cloth. Yeah. That you're not really cut from the same cough. That's what separates you. You're not, separ- you're not separated from anything else other than what God says and distinguished you to be. That's it. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, that God has put an assignment upon Transformation Christian Fellowship. And the people here, that he has set us apart because he will do things in our church that is unique. And he will do things in the people's lives that are unique. How we got here is unique. <laughs> you know what I mean some of you didn't you some of you think we are a new church and we've been open for the last six years because yeah. we've been in the cut oh, yeah. <laughs> down at the gathering place those of you who are true TCFers, you know yeah. five o'clock down in the basement wow, wow. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> setting up tearing down every weekend Amen. Right. this is like this is heaven right here for me. So we hear how God has used us, how God has brought us here. God has uniquely blessed us. We are now in a position that God has put us, that we are called to reach people who would not normally give God a chance because of what we've built here. And we are called to reach people that are unique, that will go and do unique things for the kingdom of God. We have been uniquely placed to bridge the generation gap. That's why you see different generations present within our church. Why? Because we're called to do this all together. We're not called to do this separate. We're called to bridge the generation of our parents and our grandparents and my generation and all of us coming in our younger generation to come together to really see transformation in Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, our approach to ministry is unique because we try to make everything simple by keeping the main thing the main thing. When you come here, we keep it the main thing. What is that? Jesus Jesus all day, Jesus crucified, Jesus buried, Jesus rose again, and Jesus who ascended to the right hand of the Father. Jesus who's the one who can transform your life, Jesus is the one who you can find the answers in. That Guess what all of the answers, as Pastor Dom said, is still found in Jesus. We keep the main thing, the main thing. What is that? That the love of Jesus would be uh, 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 exemplified by how we treat one another. When you walk in this room, we keep it as a family environment, right? And the reason why it's like that is because we believe in authenticity. We believe in being ourselves. You ain't, listen, I got on my king sweatsuit. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my wife. Wearing my Christmas present, amen. She got me some drip, so I'm cool. I just had to shout that out. I'm feeling myself today, so. Yeah, yeah. Learn to make sure when you get a screenshot, it's a good one. That's it. I'm not a narcissist. This is a joke. Anyway, when you come in here, it is not us trying to do that because that's what you gotta be. Nah. No. Because you can tell that when you walk into a room when somebody trying to be something, hey, how are you doing today? Well you know that ain't real. Because they're not being themselves. We try to bring in what we try to do is bring in a culture of authenticity, transparency. That's when we when our preachers come in front front of you, we're very authentic. We're trying, we're not trying to be authentic. That's who we are. We're being transparent. Why? Because we're not above the word of God. I'm not above the word of God. When I'm preaching to you, I'm not preaching at you. That's it. I'm not preaching at you like I have, uh, 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 like Paul said, I've, I've, I've apprehended everything that I'm telling you. No, God is still working on me, Amen. just like he's working on you. That's My goal is still, yes, I, yes, God holds me to a different standard because I'm giving the message to you. But guess what? When I preach to you, I'm preaching to myself as well. Why? Because I'm no better than you because I need God too. We all need him. Where am I going with this? Just wait and see. Here's the other thing. <laughs> Y'all thought I was going to say something deep after that. <laughs> oh, it's coming, don't worry. Listen, our, what our job is is to empower people to be who they were made to be in Christ. Our job is to give you the the tools to be successful in this Christian walk. It is not an easy walk, but it's a great journey.
0: journey.
1: It's not an easy walk, but it's a great journey. If it was easy, everybody would do it. it. You get what I'm saying? But our job is to equip you. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13. Let's read here. And then I'm going to give you the four things the Lord told, told me to give you, and we're getting out of here. That we're going to focus on Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Y'all shout out my young man back there. He's helping me today. He's doing an awesome job. Come on, give it up to him. and he himself gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists and some pastors and teachers let's go to the next verse verse 12 for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ let's go to verse 13 Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What am I saying that he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelism, some pastors and teachers? What for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry? Now, is that work of ministry solely in the church? The answer to that is no. Say, I have a ministry some of you have a have a ministry that yes you've been called to serve in the church with, with helping with being a greeter or because you have hospitality or you have ideas in media and, and music and all of those different things yes some of you are called to serve in the church but some of you are called to serve on uh, out of the church some of you are great entrepreneurial thinkers some of you have great ideas and know how to put things together some of you who have been called to serve God on your workplace we have limited what the ministry of God is to the church and telling and not telling you that it's bigger than that. That's Some it. of you not called to the church out. Some of you called to do other things. I'm going to call her out for a second. Paris. That girl is talented. I know she embarrassed. I don't care. That girl, she got what is fashion by Paris. What styles by Paris. Thank you. What? What is it? So that was my first. Yeah. Dope. If y'all need some help getting coordinated in your clothing, y'all talk to her. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's Ain't that right, mother? Y'all talk to her. I know she embarrassed. I don't care. She is school- she talented. I say the same thing about her brother, Prince. He's talented. Yeah. I told him he has to style me for my next photo shoot. That's it. I have to look drippy. <laughs> what am I saying? I'm just using this as an example. There are people who are talented, who can do create, who are talented with creativity, and you can't limit it. How can God use me? Like, yes, He can use you in every sphere and place. Why? Because that's what He put in you, and you just have to be what He's put in you.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: My wife, she's gifted. My sister's gifted, too. They're starting to get back on their YouTube journey. Yeah. Give it up for them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, embarrassing you, too. They're starting to get back into their YouTube journey, yes. growing their subscribers, doing a good job. You've been touching people on YouTube with what you do, what you have to offer. Some of you have businesses in this room. That's what your ministry is. And you can serve God in doing and still sit at board meetings and have the love of God still coming through you. Yeah. Because guess what? You work in excellence. Excellence is a byproduct of the Holy Spirit in you. Serving with a spirit of excellence. That's what makes you stand out. That's what makes you distinct. When people try to go left and how they deal in your business deal is, no, you deal with integrity. You deal with humility. You deal. That's how you are operating. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I say my gift is not limited just here. My, gift is not limited not limited limited. my goal is to empower you, equip you to be what God has called you to be. Let me tell you something. Life, ladies and gentlemen, is like a vapor. You're here one minute, gone the next. That's it. My question is et- well, before I get to my question, eternity is much longer than the life you live. That's it. But God has given you an opportunity here. My thing is about it is, is that what are you doing with the time you have? Here's my question If you would die tomorrow, would you feel like you have made an imprint of what you wanted to do here on the earth? if you if it's your time that you were gone tomorrow what would you would would you feel would you go die feeling that you did everything you've been called to do or you feel like you left a lot of things on the table would you go out of here because you allow fear to paralyze your dream you allowed your own your, your, your own mind to get in the way of what God has called you to do what 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 is it there's a lot of people who are in the grave. From Sister X saying, I wish I coulda woulda. That's it. That's it.
0: That's it. There's
1: so a lot of people died, gone. And they did not do what they were called to do here. They were like that man who had the talent. And though he was only had one, he still had something. But he did nothing with it. And God called that man lazy and rebuked him, cast him to the side. Why? Because he did not do what he called him to do within the time frame of what he's been given. You and I live like tomorrow's promised and is not. It is ignorant of you and I to believe. And, well, not so much ignorant. Well, yeah, it is ignorant. And it also is arrogant for you to believe that you have tomorrow. That's why procrastination is a killer of dreams. Why? Because, I'm being honest, sometimes I can procrastinate and I'm going to put it off to tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to put it off. Something else come up. Ah, I'll get to it. And guess what? After time, you're getting to it becomes into a year. It turns into two years. It turns into three years. And now you're like, oh, man, I forgot about that. Let me pick it back up. You start on it and then after a while you start leaving it alone again. I know because I've been working on this same book for a long time. (laughs) i'm being honest because what i'm trying to tell you is is that if you're going to if you're going to move you have to understand the urgency of time that's why let me tell you something what jesus taught us the most is how you can be so effective in three years jesus started his ministry at 30 he died at 33 and see all of the things he accomplished in three years He's done more in three years than what we've done in our lifetime. That's something to think about. What makes us so afraid? Because you're afraid of failing? I know, sometimes I have that. Who cares? Throw out there. If you fail, God pick you. (laughs) If you didn't succeed at this one time, maybe you needed to adjust the way you go about doing things. You have to understand all of that is a mentality that God hasn't given you. Yeah, be concerned. Yeah, that's a natural feeling. But fear, doubt is a a natural concern. Doubt doubt is natural. It's, it's, It's natural. It's when it turns into that fear that it grips you, that don't make you going forward. You know, Moses and the people of Israel, they regretted not going into their promise. God gave it to them. God gave them an opportunity. Because they despise the opportunity because of what it looked like. Oh, pastor, it's hard. Inflation is what is, is going up. This is going to happen. Let me tell you something. God is not dictated. God, does, God is not concerned about this economy. That's Why? Right. It's because he's bigger than it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to understand that, guess what? Where there is God, there is opportunity. Right. Yeah, when God is in it, there is opportunity for it. Yeah, yeah. That means God is not, God don't run off of, a, God exists outside of time. He ain't limited by this. That's right. God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Everything in this world is his. He's the God of the universe. He can do anything he wants in his own divine providence and sovereignty. That's it. He's not determined by this. And God is looking for people who saying, I ain't afraid to go after him. Yeah, yeah. I'm not afraid to jump out there. Now with wisdom, of course, but I'm not, but, but guess what? When you have the wisdom and you've done the research, it's time to jump. It's time to jump out there. It's time to do what it is. In our first five years, you would think that, hey, what we were doing was not successful. Nobody was showing up like that. It was like, oh, God, I was like, what the heck is going on here, man? You told me to start this church at the age that you told me. I'm like, oh, whew. you know, it was a It was a struggle. It was a struggle. Coming out of your pocket to make sure things are met. I'm like, yeesh. And then when God told me, and guess what? When we got here and God told me, hey, we got to move the church here. I'm like, well, God, that $900 rent was something eventually we were able to take care of. Now you actually let's go up to three, to $4,000. That's a lot of money. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of money. That's bigger than what I can see. (laughs) What am I telling you? I'm telling you that even in that, God said, you got to trust me. Because guess what? When we were there, we ain't never missed nothing. And when we got here, we ain't never missed nothing here. And though in the last few months, it's been a little tight. But guess what? God is slowly but surely has been empowering us and saying again, when God is in it, it won't go down. To tell you these things so that you can feel empowered. And you know what? If God has done this amongst this church, surely he could do it for me. Yes. Pastor Dom said something that is one of the most profound profound statements he said said in a conversation with me and Vernon one time. He said that most people uh believe that God could do it for other people, but they don't believe that he can do it for them. That's- most people believe that God can do things. Well, yeah, you're the pastor. That makes sense. Because we hold other people to certain things that, yeah, God will bless them. But God won't bless me, little old me. They don't believe that. They don't perceive that God can do it for them. And all throughout the Bible, you miss out on seeing that God used ordinary people like you and I and did extraordinary things through them. And all they had to do was believe that God could do it through them and see where they became and see what God has done through their lives. All throughout the Old Testament, you see how God marked out people, people of distinction, distinguished them because he called them to himself. Abraham, I'm calling out a nation through Abraham. Isaac, he makes a promise with him, and Jacob, the same with him, and you go all the way down the line through Moses. He marks him out in the midst of a uh, in the midst of a time where uh, uh, boys, there was a a, a a death decree upon every firstborn male child. Every excuse me, on every male child that was born, because they knew a savior was coming. Yes, sir. God marked him out, yes. even in his even in his background. Knowing goodness well that, guess what? In his background, his mom had to give him up. He, he per, and she because it was for his own life. And God guided him through the now and led him to Pharaoh's house. Because God distinguished him. Look at your own life. Look at all the things that you've encountered and all the things you've gone through. And yet God has kept you. Why? Because he's marked you out for a specific assignment yes, that you can't die until you finish it. Yes, until you finish it. So, what is the Lord saying to us? And I got to come to a clue that I write this up. Very quickly. Number one, God is calling TCF to be distinguished in our witness. What are you talking about, Pastor Brand? I'm talking about in our life. Our life, our witness, guess what? Your life is preaching something without you saying anything. That's it. That's it. Your life is saying something without you having to open your mouth. Your life is saying something. It's ministering something. And one of the things that when you are agent of change, and this is a part of our values here at TCF, is that it reflects the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. You got to understand when you step out the house, you're representing Jesus. That's it. You a Jesus follower, you representing him. When I used to grow up, my mom and dad would tell me, hey, when you step out of this house, you representing me. And if you're acting like a fool, that ain't a representation of me. Because I knew that there was something coming on the backside of that. Everyone say amen. Literally, something was coming on the backside. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you and I are representations of Jesus Christ in the earth. Yes, I know you don't want to hear it, but it's the truth. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says this. It says, now then, we are ambassadors of Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. Now then, we are ambassadors. Say, I'm an ambassador. ambassador. What is an ambassador? Someone who represents another party. We have ambassadors of the United States who go into different nations because they represent the United States of America. And there's a way that ambassadors have to carry themselves. Are you hearing what I say? The same here, because why? Because he's like, God is pleading through us. Your life, God is pleading through your life. Imploring other people, see what I've done in this person. I can do the same for you. See what I've done in this person and see that same transformation and salvation can come to you. He says, He's pleading to you. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. Listen, you don't have to. You see my life and how I'm living. It's not because of me. It's because I've been reconciled with God. I've been reconciled to my true identity. I've been reconciled to my true purpose. I've been reconciled to who God has originally made me to be. He said, Be reconciled to God. And the way, another thing about your witness, ladies and gentlemen, is how you treat people. It is about showing love of Jesus Christ. John 13, verse 35 says, By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. If you have love for one another. Sometimes people who say that they have Christ, they're some of the most nastiest people you meet sometimes. Not all people, but some of them. You got to be nice, you got to be kind. Some people ain't going to bless you because you're not nice. Come on. You're rude. You stop your blessing when you're like that. Yes. You stop your blessing. Number two, God told me that he wants us to be distinguished in our mind, body, and soul. Your mind, body, and soul. That means you should be thinking differently. Somebody say, my thinking got to come up. My thinking got to come up. You got you to level up in your thinking. You have to level up to think the way God thinks. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He said, let this mind be in you. The mind of Christ, let it be in you. You have to understand that we have to operate. The Bible says, set your mind on things above. Mm. Your mind frame should be different. You're so concerned about what's going on, what you can see. You're not even living with heaven as a reality in your mind. Because all you're worried about is chasing the bag. The bag will be there. It's not going anywhere. That's right. (laughs) You're so worried about everything else. You're waiting about things that are fading. You're worried about who don't like you, who your haters are, wasting your time and energy on that. You know, people preach so much about who don't like you and all of this stuff. And I say, listen, when you have the right mindset of Christ, you don't got time to give that thinking space. Shout out, say, who cares? That's not stopping you from doing anything. Who cares? You know what? You want to really prove something, give them something to hate about. Yeah. Make them more mad. But guess what? Don't let that be on your mind. That's right. That's right. Stop having, stop having, oh, so-and-so, she didn't say hello to me. <laughs> she, see, she didn't give me no like on Instagram. See, she hating on this. You see this? I told you he was jealous because I, da-da-da-da-da-da. Yo, who cares? You Who cares? Some people make decisions based on what other people are going to do or think. And so they make their lives and put their lives around. Who cares? You know what? Jesus had a lot of people who didn't like him neither. Guess what? He didn't give it no thought. Because he he can't stay focused on his mission to complete in three years, worrying about who saying what, who worried about what. He didn't care. And even when you thought he cared, he only cared about who those who were close to him who had something to say. Because what they should be saying should be modeling because what people who are very close to you, who the real ones. Say, I got the, ones. got the real ones. The real ones should know. And if they don't know, then they're not real. Hello, I'm Vernon Hill, Sr., teaching pastor here at TCF. Hello, my name is Aretha Hill. I am the director of Glory Girls. Thank you for watching us today. If you're in need of a church community and you feel the Lord leading you to connect to this ministry, become more than a member. Be a partner. When you partner with TCF, you become an agent of change, assisting the vision and the mission of the church to connect lives of the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. We would love to partner in community and do like with you. So come to TCF. We look forward to seeing you. And remember, transformation, transformation starts here. Say, my mind's got to be better. My mind's got to be better. Listen, uh, uh, l- Romans 12, verse 2. Romans 12, verse 2. <clears throat> Romans 12, verse 2, it says, And do not be conformed to this world,
0: yes.
1: but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Listen, you can you cannot be conformed to this world because if you get conformed to this world, then your mind will conform to the way this is. Well, when he says, but if you be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you can prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. I can't prove that if I'm trying to always be like something I'm not. I'm not called to be like them. I'm called to be distinguished. That's it. That's it. I'm called to listen. And they are. See, the reason here's the thing. this flipped upside down where the church is looking at the world for direction instead of the world looking at the church. We distinguish. But yet we're trying to look and try to look for them. That's not how it works. Listen, the people of God needs to have different mindsets. You have to be transformed. Why? Your mind got to be transformed. Because you were in the world system. That's that. You got to rethink things. Yes. You got to reimagine like Pastor LaVarne said. You have to reimagine. You have to think differently. Why? Because you have to know what God thinks so that you can understand what is good, what is acceptable, and what is the perfect will of God. Say, I hear you. First First Thessalonians chapter 5, 23. I'm almost time is ticking. I gotta move. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. I hope this is helping us. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. All those things, your mind, your body, and your spirit. Guess what? You are not this body. You are a spirit that has a soul that is wrapped up in this flesh. Are you hearing what I say? You are more than that. Say I'm a spirit being. I'm a spirit being that has a soul that has a body. The body is the house of the spirit and the soul. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's when Paul says, when this earthly house has been destroyed, because it's going down. It's going back to the dust where it's created. It's going back. Your spirit and soul then, is, is your spirit is then going to be alive. Well, no, your spirit is alive in one or two places, hell or heaven, based upon your choice while you were in this earthly suit. The reality is is that all three need to be sanctified so that it can move and be able to accomplish the things of God. Your mind got to be different. Here's the other thing, and I got to get on this. Number three, the Lord said that our church needs to be distinguished on how we express and we receive love. Next month, I have to bring a relationship series to the church. Why? Why? Because we need to understand how to move platonically and intimately. I'm tired of seeing statistically how Christian marriages are ranking high among divorce. Something is wrong here. I'm tired of seeing this cancel culture that we have created here and not knowing how to deal and restore people. That's wrong. You get what I'm saying? How the way we express love and how the way we receive love need to be distinguished. It needs to be distinct. That means is that some of us in this room need to learn how to, number one, love thyself. Because Jesus says to love, to love someone as yourself, as you want to be loved. And some of us, not all of us, have a toxic way of wanting to be loved. And we need to get some deliverance in that. Because that's what's showing up in your own relationships, that's why you go around the people you hang around. Guess what? You are a magnet. Say I'm a magnet. I'm a magnet. What do I mean by that? You're attracting something. Yes. You are attracting a certain spirit, and that's what that certain spirit is attracted to whatever may be in you. So if you have a lot of toxic tendencies. You're going to have a lot of friends that have toxic tendencies. The Bible says that bad company corrupts good behavior. You get what I'm saying? Say I'm a magnet. It's the law of attraction. You attract. Guess what? You attract what you are. And guess what? That can change. But guess what? You gotta be open to change. Some of us, ladies and gentlemen, have a desire to be married. And that's okay. That's great. I'm not one of those people gonna tell you everybody's gonna be married. That's not that's not that's not true. You get what I'm saying? Everybody don't have the gift of marriage. But if you are desiring to be married, there's things that we gotta do prior to saying I do. Yes, <laughs> Lord. You get what I'm saying? The reality is, is that how the way we express love, guess what? The most loving people should be the church. Now, let me make this very clear, because some people have a bad way of thinking that just because I don't agree with certain people's lifestyles, behaviors, and all of that stuff don't mean that I don't love you. That's right. I love you because you're a human being. Because you're a human being, you deserve respect. That's are you hearing what I say? Yeah. That don't mean that we are tolerant of every behavior, lifestyle that's contrary to God. That don't get it don't work like that. Yeah. You heard it here. Yeah. I don't get down like that. We don't get down, but what we do is we're gonna express love yeah. because it's the love of God, it is the goodness of God that compels people to repentance. Amen. You have to understand that the word of God is already offensive. I don't have to be. Why? Because the word of God is going to offend people of their sin nature. Yeah. That's the only way you can be saved or get to salvation. Because you have to realize that what you're in is wrong. You get what I'm saying? But the way you do is love people through that. This house is going to be a house where really, ladies and gentlemen, of long suffering. People are not going to get it together overnight. There is no timetable on deliverance. There is no timetable on when you want. Man, you shouldn't be going through that no more. We just talked about that. Yeah, I get it. But people need time. Need time to come into that. And guess what? That's the way you express love. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, the other aspect I want to also make clear is that, yeah, you can give people time, but that don't mean that you're going to have time in the sense of, in the relationship idea, that I'm going to be there the whole time for it. But I love you though. You get what I'm saying? There's a difference. All right, here here we go. It's about valuing one another. Hebrews 10, verse 24 and 25. Because what we're trying to do is produce genuine, authentic relationships. Hebrews 10, verse 24. And it says, and let us consider one another to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Lastly, and I'll come to a close. Number four, it's in the way in which we reverence and honor God. It's in the way you reverence and honor God. A house of worship, a house of true worship, is about keeping Jesus the center of all. It's not that He should be first, He should be the center. He's not the, no, it's Jesus and family. No, 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 no. Jesus is the center of which everything revolves around. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It's about making Jesus the center. He, no, 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 no. He's what I revolve. All my decisions, everything I do revolves around him. Yes, I, I won't make a move unless he's involved in it. Yeah. Guess what? Because he's the one who authored my destiny. Yes. Hear me. I, I need you to hear this clearly. You are not the author of your salvation. You are not even the author of your story. Guess what? You are no more than a person that's playing a part in God's overall redemption story of humanity. And so the moment you stop being God is when God can actually do something in your life. The moment you start allowing God to be God and you realize that you're not God, nor do you know the end from your beginning, let me help you understand this. Your decisions Will and and write this down, hear me clearly, your decisions unlock certain destiny. Your decisions will unlock certain destinies. What I mean by that is this. There is the perfect will of God, then there's the permissible will of God, and then there's what he didn't even permit at all. What I mean by that is the perfect will of God is that when you make a choice that aligns to what his perfect will is, then that, then what, then that door of opportunity that God already had available through you making a decision to follow his perfect will will be unlocked to you. Then ladies and gentlemen, there's the permissible will that God allows it, but it wasn't his perfect. That's not what he really wanted, but he will allow it. All right. That will open up another reality for you. Then there is when we make decisions that are completely contrary to the will of God, Whereas though, that hear me, that will open up another reality for you as well. Your decisions will either unlock the perfect will of God, or it will unlock the permissible will of God, or it will unlock destruction. You make a decision. Whatever you choose, God has already calculated. He knows everything you will do from the beginning to the end. Your decisions determine what will happen. Your decisions will determine what happened. Not every, let me tell you something. Yeah, there are certain things that are, uh, there are things that are already predestined, right? But your choices will unlock that. Yes. Amen. One, one way or another, your choice is going to determine. That's good. That's good. Was I in his perfect will? You'll know when you're in the perfect will. Right. Then if you're in the permissible will, God allow, allows it. Wasn't the perfect, but he allows it. But then there's other decisions where your choice has led you to destruction. But even when your choice leading you to destruction, God just out of his sovereignty knows how to kind of guide you back on the path of his perfect will. So even when I made a decision that's contrary to God, God already knows my end. He said, I got a plan to get you back on plan A. God only got one plan. That's plan A. So it's in reverence in God. The way you reverence God is by how you live, how you walk, worshiping Him. Worship. What worship we do here? This is nice. That's a way of honoring God. God has a way of how He wants to be praised. But you want to know the highest form of worship is obedience. The highest form of highest form of worship is in someone just being obedient to God. That's the highest form. So. Why am I saying this and why the Lord is telling us this is because this church has been called to do something unique in the earth. You have been called to do something unique in the earth. And guess what? My job is to tell you, hey, it's there for you. But these are the things you got to do to get there. You can get there. Our church can get there. But if we don't come into alignment with God, we will miss what God will do for a collective people and individually. Are you hearing what I say? You have been called to do something distinguished. You've been called to be distinguished. To accomplish something that is distinguished and distinct for your family and your generational life. My question to you is this. Will you continue to fight God or will you be obedient? Will you continue to let year in year go, making your new year's resolutions that go nowhere? Or will you say, I'm tired of running and give God a chance? Guess what? Life is like a vapor. here today gone the next if my life should go tonight I know that what I've done is I gave God everything I have I'm speaking for me personally while I would feel as though like I thought I had more to do I would feel content why because I didn't did what he then told me to do I'm living in my purpose I'm not trying to be something I'm not I'm living content I can go tomorrow And know, now, Lord, don't take me tomorrow, listen. But I'm saying I could go tomorrow and know exactly that I was in the will of God because I'm doing what I've been called to do. The Lord spoke to me at the age of eight years old. Why am I telling you all this? It's to really empower you. Not about myself. At age of eight eight years old, the Lord told me, if you give me your life, I will take you places and do things in your life you never imagined. And God has stood true to that since the age of eight. (laughs) What am I telling you this so, so that you would know and believe that God is a man of his word? He's a man of his word. And he, ladies and gentlemen, will not fail but you just gotta walk in step with him. Stand to your feet. A church that is distinguished. We got things to do. There's gifts in this house. There's talents in this house. Let's come together and let's do something great. Right now in this moment, I want you to pray and just ask God that Lord, whatever I've been wrestling with, Lord, let me, let me surrender to it right now. In Jesus name, Lord God, we thank you for this word. We thank you for what you've done today. We thank you for what you said to us. Now, Lord, I ask in this moment, God, that you seal this word in your people's hearts today in the name of Jesus. I ask, oh God, that right now that you would seal it and that this would be a thought-provoking message that would provoke something to stir within their hearts today in the name of Jesus. I pray right now in the name of the Lord Jesus that, God, that every heart that's assembled in this room that was assembled here and that was watching online today I decree and declare right now by the power of God, awaken them to great works in the name of Jesus Christ. Awaken them into their destiny. Awaken them into their purpose right now. In the name of Jesus, empower your people for the assignment that's at hand. This is the year of distinction. And we thank you for your word. And we thank you for your word, Lord Jesus. Now manifest yourself in your people today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Listen, if you're not saved, I offer you Jesus in this moment. What makes you distinguish is giving your life to Christ. And I offer Jesus to you in this moment. If you want to rededicate your life back to Christ, you can rededicate your life back to Christ. It doesn't matter what you've done. Don't matter what you did. You can rededicate your life back to Christ. Say, God, I'm following you. I'm following you. It is not that God changed in the situation. It's that you changed. But God is still here with open arms. He hasn't left anywhere. He hasn't left anywhere. You said, Pastor Brandon, I want to become a partner of this church. You can partner with our church today. I would love to be your pastor. I would love to serve you. And by the way, Connect Class, if you want to become an official partner, this church is happening right after service. It's only 20, 30 minutes, not long. You can join Pastor Dom and Elder Brittany, but I'm more concerned about you being connected with Christ. So with every eye closed in this room, every person online and in person watching, every eye closed, every head bowed, repeat this after me so no one feels left out. And if you said this prayer for the very first time, you can join me down in the front or you can fill out that connection card. But if you want to be your life and make a decision today, say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm in need for a savior. I acknowledge that you died on the cross, that you were buried, that you rose again on the third day, and that you ascended to the right hand of the Father. Lord, today, I want to make you the Lord over my life. I'm tired of living alone. I'm tired of living without you. I need you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If somebody said that prayer for the first time, come on, put your hands together. Give God a praise for them. In Jesus, time. in Jesus' name, it is giving time in the house of God. It is giving to the house of God. Hallelujah, Pastor Thomas. I won't last without you. I need you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you would subscribe so you can continue to be empowered by the latest message. For more information about Transformation Christian Fellowship or Pastor Brandon Hill, visit our website, transformationchristianfellowship.org, or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to the number nine four zero 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 or visit our website. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.